0: ever feel like it's too overwhelming at times? Taking care of your body, nourishing your mind, finding your passion in life, monetizing it, and still marketing yourself on social media. Oh, and let's not forget all the unplanned events that life throws your way. Hello there, I'm Leon, your marketing coach and strategist. On this podcast, we share knowledge on all things marketing, mindset, and running your online business. Together, we'll work on ditching the overwhelm and attracting the life and business that you desire in the simplest and most effective way ever. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Another episode of the Content Magnet podcast. Today we're joined by a guest, the queen of Instagram video. She's the host of the Shine Online podcast and Instagram strategist that helps small business owners shine online through intensive digital resources and educational tips, right? This is the person that you want to connect with if you want to build your brand on Instagram with a video strategy that is fulfilling and fun without all the overwhelm. On top of all of that, she's a yellow lover with big fluffy hair, which makes her my secret Instagram bestie. Welcome Natasha Samuel to the Content Magnet Podcast. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. I'm so hyped that you're here. So let's get started with your story. For those who don't know who you are and how you ended up teaching persons how to build their brand online using video, tell us a bit about that.
1: Yeah. So I kind of had the idea to start my business while I was still in college. and I was kind of having that crisis. I think a lot of students have when they're about to graduate of like, what do I want to do for the rest of my life? And I really noticed that a lot of small businesses struggled to leverage social media, especially Instagram for their businesses. And so a mentor of mine that I had interned with while I was still in school kind of really gave me that push to start my business. So I kind of just started bootstrapping Everything while I was in my last semester of school, graduated and have been doing it ever since. And I really started with social media management at first. So I would manage um, content strategy for brands. Um, But now I've kind of shifted a little bit where, kind of a little bit more of a personal brand. So a lot of educating, a lot of teaching, and creating a lot of my own content.
0: Amazing. That's amazing. So I have to ask, like, why video? You know, why out of all the content types? are you focusing on video? You know, what makes it so different or even better compared to other types of content? Definitely. And I think the first
1: thing is that social media for being a marketer or content creator, it's almost like a non-negotiable now. Like it's so much a part of the ecosystem. And I think I remember starting Instagram education and it was really just stories in the feed. And then it was like, Then it was IGTV. Then lives got really huge last year and now reels in the game. So it's kind of been something that has continually challenged me to be a better creator and experimenter and educator. But overall, what I've found is that video is the best way to humanize your brand and create those connection points. I think you can write all the great copy. You can have amazing visuals and graphics and photos, but there's something about video, whether it's like the sound or the motion or the text um, I think that it resonates with all of us I mean we watch Netflix for a reason we watch TV and movies for a reason because it really does resonate and I think also from like an educator point of view from a business owner it's really helped me learn other skill sets for speaking for podcasting um, for being a better educator in general so I think it's really helped me connect with my audience um, but it's also really helped kind of position me as an Authority in different industries. And I've seen the same type of results for my clients as well.
0: Yeah. So I love what you said. From everything you said, what really stuck to me is that it helped humanize your brand right and it helped position you as an authority because those are two huge things as somebody who is building a brand on social media right so based on that what what would you tell or what are the reasons why sometimes people want to get started with video they want to start humanizing their brand but they're hesitant they're hesitant natasha they're like ah video no (laughs) you know what are some reasons that you find as somebody who specializes in video content what are some reasons why people tend to be very hesitant when it comes to video?
1: Yes. And I I want to start by... Kind of showing that, like, even me when I first started creating my own content, like, first of all, I didn't even want to create my own Instagram. I was like, I just want to focus on my clients. So crazy to think about if I would have never started my own Instagram account. But I also was really intimidated by video. I felt like I had to come on with like a collared shirt. I had to be super polished. I had to have makeup on. I had to look and feel and talk a certain way. But I really started to realize that the people that I looked up to, the people that I enjoyed consuming content from, they just showed up as themselves. And so I kind of gave myself permission to like really challenge myself, but it was hard. And I think often we look in the online space and we look on Instagram and you see the people you admire and you're like, Oh, they just, they just have something I don't have. They're doing something different. They just, it's natural for them, but it has taken four years for me to get very comfortable creating video content. So I want to start with that. Um, but I think honestly, the biggest part is partially mindset. Um, the hardest part about video is starting, filming that first story, creating that first reel, pressing start on that first live stream. That is really intimidating because we, we kind of get all in our heads of like, these are all the things that are going to happen. You're going to get trolled. You're going to look crazy. You're going to sound like a mess. You're going to make mistakes. You know, what if my family sees, what if people don't like it, we get through all this, like all these spirals where we make it really hard for ourselves to actually take action. But the biggest thing we can do is just practice and start because yes, you're going to make mistakes maybe your first few videos aren't going to be the best. I know I went back into my archives and I found my first Instagram story and you could like literally see the video, like shaking. It was like all up in my face. I was like, this is too much. It was too much. No one needs to see what I had to see. And if I went back to look at my first reel, my first I do TV, I'm sure I'd feel the same way, but I had to start, I had to film that first piece of content. So with that, first of all, you kind of got to just push the mindset that scaries away, you have to understand that it's not about you and all the things you're worried about. It's about that client that you could serve. It's about that person you could inspire. It's about serving your community. And once you make that shift, you're like, I don't really care if someone trolls my video. I don't care if I make a mistake because I'm just being a human that's connecting with other people. And the other side of things is you have to practice when it comes to editing, talking on video, um, understanding how to form, formulate your videos. Like all of that is a skill set you have to learn, um, just like anything in business or content. So you really have to give yourself the space to work through the mindset, but also to bring it together by just taking action.
0: Yes, yes. So are you saying that you don't need to be perfect to show up on video? Are you saying that? Are you saying that it's time for us to silence our ego as in my brows isn't done properly? My hair isn't combed. I don't have the best blazer and just show up. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Yes, I am saying
1: that. I think like everyone's brand is different. Like I know some people like being polished on camera feels like that's a part of their brand, but for me, that's not a part of my brand. I just like to brighten people's day. I like to make educating fun And so that's how I show up on Instagram. And most days I'm just in my comfy work from home clothes. I'm not wearing makeup. Sometimes I'm having a good hair day. Sometimes I'm not. And I just show up as I am. And that's what I think makes a deeper connection where then when my clients work with me, they're like, Oh my gosh, you're just like you were on Instagram. Or if you meet me in person or things like that. And I think that's really, you know, stands the test of how you're showing up on social media. Would it feel the same as if I was hanging out with you in person. So I do think that the imperfect moments is really what makes you endearing and it's what makes you relatable. Um, I know I have probably tons of those moments I could share, but the one that I'm thinking of is I was doing an Instagram live and I used to not have my beloved phone stand that I put my (laughs) phone on whenever I'm creating videos. And I kid you not, like I would say a word, phone drop, say a word, phone dropped just kept dropping. And people were like, this girl is a mess. The phone keeps dropping like, and of course I could be all up in my head. Like, oh my gosh, I'm an Instagram strategist and I can't even buy a tripod to put my phone up. Like I could have really gotten in my head, but instead it became a running joke and it just made me human. It made me relatable. And I was showing up anyway. And I just moved right past it. So yeah, I think it's okay to show up imperfectly because Because that's how you learn. That's how you get better.
0: Yeah, I I love that. I'm thinking back to like your stories, like you do amazing reviews, but I feel like I am, laughing out loud when I see behind the scenes of your reads and your videos like I am literally laughing I'm like what is happening you know and you are so right because it, it kind of gives me the reminder that as amazing as Natasha is she's still a human being you know she still has days where she's like uh, not today she still has days where she's going to take multiple takes you know and that doesn't mean that I think less of her you know if it's anything I relate to her more I, f- I think more of her now because I am realize that she's confident enough to show up even when things aren't perfect so I love love that example you know um now I know you have lots of tips so share with us like for that business owner who wants to get started using more video on Instagram what should their first steps be like Yes, so
1: I think there's two steps I wanna recommend. The first one is kind of figure out which one you wanna start with because there's five different surfaces on Instagram and four of them are now video. Um, I think our goal is, yeah, if you can leverage all of them, I think that's definitely an ideal way to create an Instagram strategy, but you really wanna kind of focus on which one is first of all gonna resonate best with your target audience, Um, what is playing into your own strengths and what you enjoy, do you prefer conversations maybe doing lives with other people is going to feel more natural maybe you really want something short snappy to the point then maybe a reel is going to be a little bit better um so kind of figure out what type of video content you really want to focus on and like figure that one out first and then i think the other ones will be a lot easier and then i would say my biggest tip is outlining your content um which i know is not very fun not very glamorous and it might feel like like an additional step. Like you're doing something additional to all the content you need to create. But I think when you start with an outline, not only can it easily be repurposed to different formats, but an outline is going to help you. So when you sit down to film and create content, you're not sitting and thinking of what do I want to say on my video? What is this live supposed to be about? What clips do I need to capture? Oh, now I need to do a transition. I'm using this sound. You're actually sitting down and you're able to create content and an outline Outline doesn't have to be a script. It can be, but an outline really can just have, what is the hook? Why should people watch? Why should people care? Why is this going to transform their life? Give them a quick win. Why are you the person to talk about it in the first few seconds? So we want to map that out. And then we want to say, what are the main points? What are those three tips? Maybe those steps that you're using, the tools that you really love, the method that you use, then break that down wrap it up with maybe a conclusion or a call to action. And that outline is then going to help you create your content a lot easier. And I also like to include, do I need props? Am I doing a crazy transition and I need outfits? Um, am I maybe having a guest on? So I want to have a conversation and make these into questions. Um, but I think if you sit down for a week for a month of content and map out, what are those outlines for those different pieces of content? It's really going to save you time. It's going to make your content more strategic but it's going to just help you take action versus being in the, like the thinking cycle that happens when you're just staring at your phone and like looking at yourself, like now I have to film content. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I love that. I love the point about outlining because when I think back to when I started, most of my stories and stories are more informal. I was like outlining my stories because I did not want to feel startled in terms of what comes what comes next, you know. So I love, love, love that point with regards to outlining, you know, and of course working through all the mind stuff as well. Um, you touched on something where you said. Um, out of all the video platforms, focus on your strengths. Tell me a bit more about that. Like what strengths or what particular skill sets should people actually focus on? Because I see something very similar. And people always ask me, what do you mean my strengths? Like what exactly should I look out for?
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. I love that you bring that up. And I think What it comes down to is I think that creating content shouldn't feel like a chore. It shouldn't feel like something you have to do. It really should be something you enjoy because all the things that I said I loved about incorporating video into your strategy is exactly why you need to love the videos you're creating or people can sense that energy. Like if you're nervous, if you're not enjoying the pointing dancing reel, people will feel it and sense it and it won't even perform well and you won't be able to sustain it. So when it comes to having a little bit more fun with your videos and leaning into your strengths, you kind of have to figure out What am I not comfortable with yet because I haven't done it enough? And what is just not my strength? What is not my skill set? For example, if you really like to have conversations, you like to interact with people, and sitting down and creating a reel just doesn't feel natural. That's why you might want to lean more into stories, which are a lot more interactive. You can add polls, question stickers, people can DM you, and you can really have more of a back and forth conversation. Or maybe having lives maybe their Q and A's or their little mini trainings, and maybe you're having guests on, maybe your clients, maybe you're having a lot of other experts in your industry. Um, but if you really thrive off the energy of other people, then those are really great ways to leverage that. Um, I think some people are naturally just very creative. Maybe you really love visuals. So you might want to do a video that is a little bit more curated where you're getting a bunch of different clips together. You're pasting them together then maybe a more edited style video like a real and IGTV is going to be a little bit better for you. Um, maybe you thrive off organization and consistency. So maybe you want to lean into a content series. Like every Monday, you're going live to talk about this, or, you know, maybe you're going to create an IGTV series because you can organize your IGTV videos into series that people can binge. So maybe you want to do something all about content tips and every video is going to break something down even further. And it's something that's going to help you stay accountable. You really like organizing things maybe you like longer form videos so I think it really comes down to like when you're you're leaning into your strengths of like what do you enjoy doing and what do you excel at doing and how can that translate to your video content essentially
0: yeah thank you for that Britta. I know that helped someone um So let's get personal. Let's get personal. I know you've been only full-time in your business, right? You started your business and you finally have college. So some people may say, you know, especially my client, most of my clients, Natasha, they have their day job and they have their business, right? Mm -hmm. So some of them may be saying, but Natasha has the time to create these videos, you know? So what would you say for those who feel like they simply don't have the time because they're working, they have toddlers, you know, or they're just juggling many things in their life and their business? Should they still focus on creating videos?
1: Absolutely. And I think there's two things you want to consider. First of all is like, what is your bandwidth? Um, this is why I never tell people you need to post four times a week or five times a week, because I think everyone's posting schedule is going to look different, but saying you're going to post seven times a week, which I wouldn't recommend anyway, saying you're going to post that amount of time. If you realistically, you don't have a team, you only have a few hours that you can really dedicate to this a month, then you really need to figure out what is it that's non-negotiable and what can I maintain? So maybe it means you can only post three times a week. That's great. Maybe it means only when you're working on your business, you can post on stories. Great. I think you just need to figure out what is non-negotiables and understand what, what can you do to also help yourself out there? And, and that's the second part of this is I love content batching, um, which I know batching can feel really scary, but essentially what it is, is you are repeating one Instagram or content related task over and over again during a certain session of time. So instead of every day at 5 PM going to post on Instagram, you're going to spend maybe those 30 minutes, that hour, instead of creating a post, writing a caption, Pushing published, posting it on stories, you're gonna instead spend that time prepping a week of captions and outlines. You're going to spend that time filming some videos, um, but I think if you're able to find a batching schedule, it can literally just mean you're a week ahead of your content. Or if you're able to dedicate maybe one weekend day every month, you can sit down and create as much Instagram content as possible. Um, I think that is just such a game changer, not only for your time, but it's going to help you be more strategic because you're looking at all of your content from a bird's eye view. You're not just posting because you had that little panic, like oh, Oh my gosh, I was supposed to post today. I think we've all felt that feeling. Um, so that's my biggest tip is like, what is your non-negotiables? What is your bandwidth realistically? What can you maintain consistently? Because that's, what's important in content and marketing and Instagram, you want to be showing up consistently, but that doesn't have to mean a lot of posts and then figure out. How can you batch a week, a month's worth of content so you can just schedule it and post it and not have to create from scratch every time you need to post?
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. So, what I'm taking away from what you just said, Natasha, is that if you have a lot more on your plate, that means you should be a lot more organized. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: I think organization, (laughs) I am definitely an organization junkie. I will admit it. But I do think that organization helps creativity. Um, Whether organization is natural to you or not, I think that staying organized is essentially going to help you stay strategic because you're not just posting when you feel. Feel like it. When you have an idea, you're really being really intentional because essentially Instagram content, it's marketing your business. That is the goal first and foremost. So yes, I think if we can get a little organized, it definitely will help people out
0: if they're short on time. Amazing. Um You know what I love the most about marketers, people in the marketing industry is that We always have these predictions, you know, it's almost like we have a third eye. We're like, I'm going to see this happening. I'm going to see this is happening. So what do you predict will happen in the social media world in like the next five years?
1: Oh, the next five (laughs) years. Oh, it's crazy to think about what's happened in the past five years. I do see that. I don't think video is going away. Um, I do think that video is definitely going to be a forefront of our user experience, um, And I think what's going to be really interesting is how photos might pivot and change, um, how graphics might photo like pivot and change. I think they might become a little less curated, a little less focused, but I have an idea. I know this is something Instagram's already been working on, but I really do think there's going to be more collaborative options for creators, um, kind of like the remixing, um, kind of threads opportunity with reels. Um, I do think that there's going to be more opportunities to collaborate. collaborate with different pieces of content I don't think I really know what that means yet but I do think that collaboration is definitely going to be at the forefront so video collaboration and I think the visual landscape is going to shift to maybe be a little less curated
0: yeah I'm with you with that like I already see it happening in in so many areas um a question that I know my audience would want me to ask you is Instagram dying? Should they be pivoting? Should they jump on LinkedIn? Should they focus more on email? You know, is Instagram, could you see Instagram like being here in the next five years? And I have my thoughts, yes. but I'd love to hear yours.
1: <laughs> yes. I love that question. And I think that Instagram, if they choose their moves wisely, I think they'll still be around, but I do think they're going to look a little bit different than what we're used to. And I think what's really important is adapting to it instead of panicking to it. Cause I know like Instagram has been very transparent around a lot of things this year about wanting more video and moving away from the feed a little bit more and, and all these and all these different things. But I think at the end of the day, Instagram still feels like the number one place I go to learn about a brand further. Um, even if I see them on YouTube, I see them on TikTok, maybe I see them on LinkedIn. Instagram feels like that place where you can get just more of an experience with a brand because there are so many surfaces on the platform. So I definitely don't think that it's dying, but I do think like as you start to master a platform like Instagram, repurpose, use other platforms. Um, I love podcasting. Obviously, you love podcasting too. We all love it. We're listening to it. Um, so I think podcasts are great. I know I'm a fan of YouTube. I'm a huge fan of TikTok. I think there's so much opportunity there. Um, so I think you definitely can diversify your marketing, but really master one platform first. And I still do think that Instagram is that best. Full experience,
0: yeah. I couldn't have agreed more. Um, when I think about like my consumer purchases, Natasha, like. I don't buy from people that I haven't followed on Instagram or seen yeah. on video, you know, and that's so weird because I realized that the only place I probably purchased that I don't follow is probably Amazon. Right. <laughs> Everybody else that I purchased from, like I follow them on Instagram. You know, I know the, the business owner, I know the CEO, yeah. you know, I know their story and that makes it like such a better consumer experience because you want to support them. You're excited. You're like, take my money, take my coins, yes. you know,
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> I am. Like, I always like, like kind of joke about it. Like, I'm a millennial Gen Z cusp, yeah. And I find that I purchase so many things on Instagram and social media, but I can message people on Instagram. I can also look at their tag posts, I can see them when they're going live, I can see their stories when they're sharing user generated content. I can look at their grid, it's a full experience. And like, I bought things from TikTok, but with TikTok, it's really just you get like a video and you. Get like a very short caption, you get the comments, but it's just a little bit less of a like true connection unless they are creating a lot of content. So I do totally agree. I buy from Instagram. So I think it's still working.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, all right. So we've reached our final question already. This was such a great chat. Um, so the aim of this podcast is to beat overwhelm and frustration when it comes to running your business. So I always end by asking my guests, like, what's the one thing that you do in your business or your life to prevent you from being overwhelmed or hitting blind up?
1: Yes. I love that question so much. And I think for me, um, it's really been intentional rest and breaks. Um, I think especially when I was a social media manager, you know, you, you kind of really aimed to have content going out all the time. That was a part of the job. And that's how I kind of thought of social media and Instagram. But I think with a lot of the shifts we've talked about, we realize that there's just real people on the other side of those accounts. And I really realized that taking a a week off, a month off, a weekend off is so necessary sometimes to just stop creating stop consuming. Um, I know weekends are super sacred to me. I almost never post or go on social media at that time. Um, and I think incorporating breaks without the guilt behind it is really healthy for your creative side of your brain. It's healthy for your business. Um, and I think that rest can just really help you in the long um, to kind of just recharge your battery and get back into the groove of things. So that's definitely something
0: that's become a non-negotiable for me i love that you said that i love that you said that because when people follow you after this they're going to be like rest she shows up every other day what rest (laughs) what you know so i I love that you're able to tell us you know what you may see me showing up in the forefront but i am resting you know so i love 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 that now before we go where can our listeners learn more about you what is your preferred way of connecting
1: Yes. So definitely on Instagram at shine with Natasha. Um, and then at shine with Natasha.com slash video, I have a really great video content series, um, freebie that you might be interested in. And it basically breaks down what video can look like if you want to use lives, real stories over a weekly span of things. Um, so that's where you can find that. And then the shine online podcast, we're on a little bit of a break, but we're going to be back for season three pretty soon
0: yes and all of those links will be linked below in the show notes thank you so much Natasha thank you bye Bye. thank you for listening to another episode of the content magnet podcast I hope you enjoyed today's episode if anyone in your circle will benefit from this podcast please be generous share it to your stories and tag me at the content magnet Let's beat overwhelm and create a life filled with happiness and freedom. See you on the next podcast.